Welcome back, sister. You are listening to the Daily Mantra Podcast, and I'm your host, Jesse Trulove. You can follow along at Move with Trulove on social media and at MomCore Method to see testimonials and success stories from other moms just like you going through the MomCore Method. This episode is about a brand that I have been using, drinking, and partnering with for over two years. I am talking about Organifi. You can always use my code TRULA for 20% off and you can save an extra 10% when you bundle three items. So today I'm chatting with one of Organifi's research and development team members. Elisa is here to talk all about Harmony, which is my favorite hormone supporting blend for women, the new Shilajit gummies and glyphosate, and why it's so important to detox, support your body with adaptogens, and how this pesticide may be impacting our health and hormones in ways that we may not realize. I love Organifi for their strict quality testing. I just feel good giving it to myself while I'm breastfeeding and as well as my children and my husband. Each batch of product of Organifi, they receive a COA or certificate of analysis. They test every batch of product for microorganisms, pathogens, heavy metals, chemical pesticides and fertilizers, synthetic herbicides and fungicides, GMOs, glyphosate, gluten, and other contaminants. You are going to love this episode. And if you haven't tried Organifi already, you're going to want to after this. With that said, let's welcome Elisa to the show. Welcome back. You are listening to the Daily Mantra Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Trulove. And today I am joined by Elisa from Organifi to talk about glyphosate, Harmony, which you guys know I love. I have that every single morning in my cup of coffee. We're going to dive into all of the ingredients and benefits for women. And then we're also going to talk about Organifi's newest product, which is the Sheila J gummies. This is something I had no idea about until Organifi came out with their gummy product version of this ingredient that a lot of wellness people know about. Um, So I'm really excited to talk to you today, Lisa, and dive into all of the things Organifi, which I've been taking Organifi for over two years now. And it's just, it's just changed the game for my hormone health and also my family. Um, We all take it. So Lisa, can you just start off by introducing yourself and kind of just telling us where you fit into Organifi? What do you do? Uh, What's your role with the company? Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. These are some of my, uh, the topics that are near and dear to my heart, honestly, glyphosate, harmony, um, the Sheila Jeet gummies are so new and it's such an exciting product. Um, I am uh, the product specialist uh, at Organifi. So I work on the R&D team. So what I do is I do a lot of the research and development before the product becomes a product. So I'm researching a lot of the different ingredients, um, helping the R&D manager to source a lot of the things. So I get to know a lot of the nitty gritty behind a lot of the ingredients before they all come together in a product. So um, yeah, that's what I do at Organifi. You're kind of like a scientist. Are you a scientist? (laughs) I would like to think so, but uh, that's way too generous. I'm definitely not there. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Um, Okay. So you mentioned glyphosate. Can we just dive into what exactly is glyphosate? And I've kind of shared this a little bit on my page, just the very minimal research. I just know it's terrible for us. And I've done some research on it and it's can impact our neurological system, our nervous system, um, just so many things. And I want us just to kind of get a better idea of what glyphosate does to our body. What even is it? Where can we find it so we can try to avoid it if we can? Um, Because it's a big deal to be glyphosate free and all of the Organifi products are. So 
what does that mean? Like, what is the, what is the depth of being glyphosate free? What does that mean? Yeah. And it's such a great question because a lot of people, I feel like glyphosate has become kind of like this buzzword. People hear about it, but they're not quite a hundred percent sure exactly what it is. And at the depth that it can actually affect us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I should have mentioned part of my role is also looking into a lot of the certifications that we have, whether it's, you know, USDA organic um, and the glyphosate residue free with the detox project was top of the list for us because of how much this actually can impact our bodies um, and especially women, honestly. So what glyphosate is actually is it's one of the world's most used herbicides. So it's often used as a weed killer, but it doesn't just kill the weeds. It's also going to be killing a lot of the plants and a lot of our soil. So Mm -hmm. glyphosate is most often sprayed where there's a lot of unwanted plants. So if you're thinking um, a lot of these um, essentially like monocrop farms, monocrop farms are these, you know, massive farms that are only farming one thing, whether that be Mm -hmm. corn, soybean, wheat, those are the things that are most heavily sprayed with glyphosate. And they're genetically modified in order to withstand the glyphosate as well. Mm -hmm. So so the thing is, is that these crops can be sprayed over and over and over again. So they're just getting inundated with this glyphosate. And there's so many issues that come along with it. And these are starting to come up more and more. So the the layers, I think, are starting to peel back. Um, I think, you know, I, I don't think people would be surprised knowing that corn, soybeans, wheat are the the most heavily sprayed, but also what comes top of the list are things like oats, almonds, grapes. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes I'm like, I I like to remind people when Mm -hmm. we're getting the oat milk, the almond milk, our wine, like if you're not feeling good after this, maybe it could be like, you're not really getting a great source. Um, whether it be your oat milk or almond milk, uh, you're not drinking organic wine. Maybe it's actually not just a hangover. Maybe it's all of these other toxins that are coming along with it, you know? So, um, you're breaking my heart a little bit because of the almond and the oat milk situation. Now I drink, I drink organic oat milk and organic almond milk. Is that going to protect me from glyphosate? Well, I don't want to burst your bubble even more, but you're going to burst it, aren't you? You're going to do um, it right now. I, I'm okay. going to. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. So, um, unfortunately, uh, glyphosate is actually a water soluble toxin. So what that means is it really can't ever come out of our ecosystem. So it essentially evaporates, goes into the clouds, um, the air when it rains, we're essentially getting showered with glyphosate with every rainfall. So oftentimes even organic crops, they have, they, they can still contain the um, residue, the residue. They can still contain either trace or large amounts because it's not necessarily going to be tested for that because with the USDA organic certification, it's just about whether or not they're using these things. So an organic farm, may not be spraying these things, but let's say that farm is next to one of these large monocrop farms that does spray. 
just because of it being a water-soluble airborne toxin, that may be impacting some of these organic crops. So mm. that's why it is really important. Um, I love the brand um, Mulk because they actually are glyphosate residue-free. So using these things, like you don't have to stay away from them um, completely. Always look for brands that do have that certification if you can. And if not, there are certain things that you can do to help support your body and detox it. Cause it like knowing that like essentially when it rains, we're getting showered with these things. Yeah. I'm like, what do I do? We have to stay out of the rain now. Like what? Okay. I need those tips. Like how are we detoxing our body? <laughs> For sure. Yeah. And you know, everything comes in moderation and balance and our world is just shifting and changing a little bit. Like you know, when we were younger, it was probably, we didn't even think twice about going to a park and running around barefoot. Well, now with my own daughter, I'm actually looking like at that park, does this park look like it's beautifully curated? Like, are there no weeds? There's no dandelions. Oh there's my gosh, I didn't even think no, about that. Yeah. And in those circumstances, I'm not taking my daughter's shoes off because it's not just with a lot of these, you know, monocrop farms that are using it. This is used as a, as a weed killer in people's backyards, right? parks, everywhere. So, and I don't want to cause this level of like, you need to be scared to go outside. Like you don't ever want to like ground or be barefoot or anything like that. Um, it's just, it's just something to really be aware of because right? like, I think people don't even know. And I also think that like, once you have more education and you have more knowledge, you can make better educated decisions. Like if you just don't know, you don't know, but if you have this information, you can kind of move forward with the next best step that's, you know, feels right for you. And I feel like that's a great point. It's like going to a park. You think you would think that it's benefit but also like you're just directly exposing your skin to probably like one of the worst herbicides that is out there. Um, so if there's some brown spots, it's probably a better sign, right? <laughs> if there's some weeds growing. <laughs> yeah. You know, if it's a park and like my, my daughter's spotting out all the, the dandelions. The dandelions. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, great, probably not being sprayed or overly or heavily sprayed, but that mm -hmm. you go to some of these parks and, and when you become aware, you start to really notice it. You're like, you go to this park and you're like, oh, wow. Like this looks like someone almost came in with the scissors and snipped the grass, like this even level. And there's not a single weed that's in there. Um, and the reason why I, it, it's, it's something to really be aware of is because there's more and more things that are coming out about glyphosate. So mm -hmm. it's been identified as a probable carcinogen. It is actually patented as an antibiotic. So it's going to negatively impact the gut microbiome and oh my gosh. bacteria. Wow. Yeah. Wait, so it's an herbicide, but now it's like our plants are also getting antibiotics. So yeah. literally eating the food is going to, it's almost going to act like an antibiotic to your gut. No wonder everybody has leaky gut. Exactly. I mean, oh my gosh. And there was actually from the detox project just today. I actually want to bring this up because I saw this. Um, if you don't follow the detox project on Instagram, um, they're, they're great because the detox project is where we have our certification from. And okay. They require certain testing in order for a uh, product or a company to hold that that badge. You, you have to go through third-party testing 
um, multiple times a year to ensure that, you know, it's under the, the legal lim limit. But they just um, posted that there was um, international glyphosate study shows likely causes of explosion in childhood leukemia. So connect oh my gosh, connecting now glyphosate to childhood leukemia. It, there's been multiple lawsuits where, um, you know, people who have either been working in these farm fields have gotten cancer or other health related issues. And it's being connected back to glyphosate. I have no idea why this is something that is so heavily used with it being so problematic for our health on so many different levels. It's also a hormone disruptor for women. It causes inflammation. It disrupts the endocrine system as a whole. So it's something that's pretty nasty. And again, I never want to be scaring people away from like going outside and things like that. But this is why it becomes so important to just be conscious and aware of it, mm -hmm. yeah. what it does and the level that it can actually impact your health. Well, I also, like you're mentioning female hormones, you know, I think, especially like fertility wise, like we've seen such a decline in fertility for both men and women. Um, I'm wondering, you know, this almost kind of gives you like, it's not me, it's you, you know, like, it's not my body. It's like what my body is exposed to on a daily basis and not to be scared, but also to give you like, if you're like, we are having trouble conceiving number three right now. And it could be because I'm still kind of ending my breastfeeding experience, but I did lab tests and my hormones are just very, very low. Like all of my hormones are extremely low. Um, and I think that this is just one facet that could probably be connected to a lot of people's infertility issues because it's just so prevalent everywhere. Now you said that they, it was sprayed on almonds. I literally live on a walnut tree farm right now. Um, and so I need your tips for detoxing because those walnut trees are probably being sprayed with something and it's literally our backyard. So yeah, how, how do we, now that we know, we don't have to be scared. We just have to be proactive. So what are the steps we need to take to kind of support our body and being able to metabolize mm -hmm. this um, or support the detox process? Yeah. Well, and there's a lot of different things that you can do. One, it's really important to always support the liver, but there are a few things that actually work um, in order to help detox on, um, uh, I would say more on like, like a systemic level. So a lot of these toxins that we're breathing in on a daily basis, um, they're getting stored at a cellular level. So, and actually this kind of plays into a little bit about, you know, Shilaji. And this is one of the reasons why I became so passionate as, we were, you know, as I doing the research for Organifi in the R&D department um, on Shilaji, but one of the main things with Shilaji is it's extremely beneficial because it can bind not only to nutrients to help shuttle them in to the cells, but anything that's in the cells that shouldn't be there, it can help to bind to help shuttle that out. And that includes glyphosate. So- Well, that's I, incredible. Yeah, I thought that that was so cool because oftentimes when I think of binders, 
Mm-hmm. I think of binders working more in the GI system. If you mm-hmm. think about things like activated charcoal, yeah. if one gets food poisoning or if someone's ODs, usually on the way to the hospital, they're getting pumped with things like activated charcoal, things that can bind in the GI system and help remove them as fast as possible. But those things aren't working at a cellular level. So what's okay. unique about um, specifically fulvic and humic acid, which are two of the main chemical com- components or compounds in shilajit, is that they act as binders to help remove and shuttle some of those things out. So um, I'm so passionate about shilajit and I've been so excited about the shilajit gummies that we have. And that is one of the main reasons because you know, Organifi as a whole, as a company, we're very proud that we do have glyphosate, you know, the, the glyphosate residue free and people can feel good and confident. But now to take a step further, incorporating the Shilajit gummies when we are exposed to these things can also help to, you know, detox and shuttle some of these things out as well. Which is inevitable, inevitable mm-hmm. at this point, like in our I mean, unless, I mean, like, where do you have to live to not be exposed to that? In the United States, it's probably very rare. Um, and gosh, that's so crazy um, yeah. that it works on a, a, a cellular level versus I think activated charcoal is like a great example. People are really um, used to hearing that as a yeah. binder, um, which I, I want to talk about the Shilaji for um, a little bit longer. The, the, importance behind the way that you guys source Shilajit and create it because it acts like a binder it can also when it's being processed take in heavy metal right so the way that you guys are doing it is different than other sources and I'll let you like explain this more in the nitty-gritty because I think it's not just it's not just taking Shilajit because if you're taking the wrong one the one that's not processed to the degree that Organifi is doing it with their certain process that you could be actually taking in high heavy metals. Is that right? That's that's exactly right. So <clears throat> just because of the nature of Shilajit. So what, Shilajit- what is it? What even is it? Can you just like, let's just start with there. I will like dove in because I'm like already taking it and excited about it. But like, can you tell like somebody that has no idea, which was me a couple weeks ago before I knew that we had Shilajit coming, you know, with Organifi. Uh, what is it? Where does it come from? Like, let's yeah, the ABCs first. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and and don't let me forget to touch back on. There's a few other things that you can support the body with. Um, oh yeah. Okay. Do you want to do that too? Let's just let's just do that first. Let's just like talk about the detox. Let's finish out. So Shilaji is one way you can detox. And then what else? Yeah. So there's um other the other things like organic kelp. It's rich in compounds that help to absorb to- toxins. Glycine. Um, glyphosate mi- mimics glycine mm-hmm. to trick the body into storing um it. So it it supplementing with extra glycine, which is an amino acid, can mm-hmm. help actually help to prevent the storage of glyphosate. Okay. And then Lastly, zeolite, that's like a natural volcanic mineral. It's typically the combination of like volcanic minerals with sea salt um, also really have some really powerful binding abilities. So I would say the combination of, you know, the fulvic and humic acid in shilajit, mm-hmm. maybe incorporating if you're making bone broth, I always just like to get like a, some uh, kelp. I usually put it in the bone broth. I usually make that once a week or so glycine specific amino acid that you can just add in. Um, and then zeolite 
either, I mean, you could either add that in on top of like the fulvic and humic acid from the shilajit, um, or use kind of one or the other. They, they act very similar, but if you really want to be like, all right, I got my all, all grounds covered. Right. Combination of those. Okay. Okay. And then, so let's, let's dive into the ABCs of shilajit. What is it? Where does it come from? All of that. Yeah. So, um, shilajit is, has been around for uh, millions of years. Right. So it's it's a substance with a, a very long history of traditional use in Ayurvedic medicine. It's often been referred to as the divine medicine or the destroyer of weakness. But what it is exactly is it's like a sticky or tar-like resin and it's found seeping through the rocks in the cracks of, the, of, of rocks um, in the mountains at higher altitudes. Um, and it develops over time, it usually takes thousands, if not millions of years for shilajit to form. And it's the gradual decomposition of different plant matter, organic substances, rainwater. Over time, it de develops between the layers of the rocks in the mountains. And that material, you know, again, this is taking thousands and millions of years, that material starts to seep through the cracks in the mountains. And what that resin is, is this pure concentrated um, nutrient-rich resin, which is shilajit. Mm -hmm. And it's extremely, extremely powerful and has a lot of different benefits that we can get into. But one of them being, we already touched on a little bit with the, um, with ability to help to remove glyphosate, is it being really rich in um, fulvic and humic acid? So, um, what fulvic and humic acid? They're really beneficial in supporting digestion and gut health. Um, they can help to provide essential nutrients and minerals to support the gut microbiome. And as I men mentioned, it being a binder, so it's binding to the bad stuff to shuttle it out, but it's also binding to the nutrients from our food to help shuttle it in. So mm -hmm. when we're talking about energy and feeling good, um, one of the, this is going to be one of the main components because within our cells are the mitochondria, which people are often referring to as the power plants of our cells. That's what's generating energy in the form of ATP. That energy powers everything that our cells do moving, thinking, growing, repairing, all the things. So this is where it's so important to make sure that our cells have what they need in order to function and operate appropriately. Mm -hmm. um, but then on top of that, Shilajit has been studied. It's been believed and showed to increase ATP production. So that energy production within our cells um, and can actually even generate new mitochondria. So it can generate more of those little power plants um, within our body. So just a number of different things that Shilajit right. is using for. Yeah. And it's like full of minerals. One of the things that I learned about from you um, about the Shilajit was that it has selenium. And um, I took my lab tests and, um, my thyroid is kind of leaning towards hypo. I'm not like quite there, but it's just like kind of underactive. And one of the, um, one of the recommendations from my practitioner was to supplement with selenium. And so this is like just naturally occurring in the shilajit. It has a ton of trace minerals. And I think, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, 
the soil, because you kind of mentioned this, has been completely depleted of all of its minerals, basically, because it's being sprayed with glyphosate. So this is like a little, I mean, they're like little tiny cubes. It's just like packed full of minerals that you just cannot get from anything you buy at the store because our, our fruits and our veggies get the nutrients and the minerals and the vitamins from the soil. And if there's not anything there, it's just like an empty apple basically. Right. Yeah, exactly. And unfortunately, like you mentioned, our soils have just become so depleted, which means the food that's growing in those soils are also depleted. So back in the day, our food was just more robust in vitamins and minerals. So we're seeing more often, and this is, you know, connecting and tying to a lot of different other health issues because many of us are deficient in, mm-hmm. in vitamins and minerals. So yeah, that's one of the other benefits with Shilajit is it has over 40 different trace mineral minerals, which can help to address and mitigate a lot of these mineral deficiencies. Um, And keep in mind also that minerals like work together. So the fact that Mm -hmm. these are naturally occurring um, is better than necessarily taking like an isolated mineral on its own, because sometimes when you're over supplementing with a certain mineral, and maybe you, I, I, it's great that you test it because a lot of people go in blindly and then they're, you know, you, they're, they, they heard something that they should be incorporating, uh-huh. but they don't necessarily know. And then they might be actually depleting their body of something else because we need to make sure that everything is actually fully in balance. Right. It's so, yeah. And I, I don't fully understand all of the balances, like like you need vitamin C to absorb iron. And so if you're taking, I don't know, if you're not taking vitamin C and you're taking too much iron, I don't know. It's like all these things like work with and sometimes against each other. And so I think, I don't know, just being where it's sourced from, like so high and so isolated, like it's just untouched and it's just like perfectly curated over millions of years. It's just the best you can get. And it's so concentrated. So I, I actually don't fully understand how were people taking this she legit before, like it's, it's a tar it's real. So like, how, how are, how are other people, if they go look this up, how are they going to see it presented? Because we're the only gummies Organifi is the only gummies on the market. So like before this completely <laughs> convenient, perfectly gummied gummy, how were people doing this before? Well, you'll see a lot of the other, if you're just typing in Shilajit, you're going to find um, other brands that essentially have like a little resin tin and it comes with like a little tiny spatula that you spoon in and you put in water. People put it in their coffee to try to disguise the flavor because it, it honestly tastes like you're licking an ashtray and our R&D. Yummy. Now, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um. So the thing is, is like, a lot of people love the benefits, feel the benefits of Shilajit, but find it so hard to actually be consistent with it because it tastes like garbage. Right. Um, so actually, our R&D manager, the manufacturers, when we were sourcing things, everyone was like, 
that there's no way you guys can do this. Like there's no way to make it actually taste good. And um, our R&D manager, she is amazing and she made it happen and it's delicious. And that's one of the benefits of um, having Sheila Jeet in the gummies because now people have a more enjoyable way of using it, taking it um, where they can be consistent because a person may not feel a difference taking it once or twice. It's mm -hmm. going to be, it kind of has like adaptogenic properties where you're going to feel and notice the difference the more consistent you are because it can take the body time to adapt to some of these. Right. right. And like anything that you're experiencing negative it didn't happen overnight. You know, it's like a gradual yeah. process and layering on of whatever your environment or whatever your habits, or like whatever it is. So it's like, as much as we want it to be an overnight success, it's like, it takes time. And I think just, I th I mean, it's like so convenient. The gummy is like so convenient. Um, and I just, so the, the recommended amount is two gummies, which is 250 milligrams. And I know like I've read studies that say up to 500, what's happening at the 500 range? Who, who's taking a 500 milligram? Well, I would say taking two gummies once or twice daily, depending because, um, four gummies is going to be 500 milligrams, which is the clinical dose of Shiwa oh, Clinical so, dose. Okay. Yeah. So I would say if, let, um, you really want to start noticing the difference. I do two gummies at two different times of the day. I mean, that's just my thing. Um, mm -hmm. because I like to almost like separate them out because they're like my little sweet treats throughout the day. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> I, I love them. <laughs> I'm like, wait, did I already take two today? Oh, I don't know. I'll just take two more. <laughs> yeah. Same. So I look forward to having mine. So I space mine out. I usually take two in the morning, um, two in the afternoon, and it doesn't necessarily matter what time of day you're actually taking them. Um, and I would always suggest, especially if this is something brand new, like start off smaller, only do two, only do the two gummies or maybe even start off with one. And then if you're really starting to notice a, a difference and feel good, then, um, you know, bump it up to four gummies. There's been a few employees that have actually said they have almost noticed like detoxing effects, like headaches or mm -hmm. other issues. And it can be, I mean, I'm not going to say for sure, um, or it could just, it could have also been coincidence, but we're, or we had given them a few suggestions, but of having a headache when they started taking the Sheila G but it can have a detoxing effect because you're removing some heavy hitters, like heavy right. metal glyphosate. So, um, which, you know, usually kind of like a detoxing effect or something like that might take a couple of days. So uh, yeah, I always suggest maybe people starting off smaller, if this is something brand new that you're introducing, and then you can always go up to four gummies or, um, the 500 milligrams. So mm -hmm. personal and does yeah. And, and does this play a role in supporting hormones at all? Cause we're going to talk about harmony, which is my favorite. And that is really like a hormone supporter. Like that's, she's my BFF take her every morning. Um, I go to bed dreaming about her. Uh, does Shilajit have any benefits for the hormones? Um, I mean, I guess just supporting removing those heavy hitters is going to support your body as a whole, which it also includes your hormones, but is there anything like specific about Shilajit in terms of hormone support? 
So there's been a lot of studies um, specifically around testosterone, but it actually help. And um, this is something that, you know, it, it really does help to support and balance testosterone levels. And oftentimes we're going to be associating that, okay, well, that's for men. Well, there is also a lot of benefit that comes with um, balancing female hormones, reproductive health as a whole when it comes to um, Sheila Jeet. So um, yeah, and you would hit the nail on the head. Um, part of balancing and making sure hormones, especially female hormones, is we want to be really cautious of the things, the toxins that we are inundated with and overloaded with. So just being able to remove those are going to help to support and promote hormone balance as a whole as well. So, um, yeah, and, and I did want to mention also, because you had asked about some sources of shilajit and just how it is naturally um, kind of occurring, is oftentimes it, it is it is high in heavy metals. And the source of shilajit that we do use, we were very careful um, about this for this reason. So we used a clinically studied shilajit extract that's specifically source, sourced from the Himalayan mountains. And it's processed using a green chemistry, which is a water extraction extraction process. Um, it, it has gone through many, um, heavily, it's been heavily tested for different toxicity levels, different heavy metals. Oftentimes Shilaji can test high for arsenic again, just because of how it naturally develops and kind of grow. I don't want to say grows. It doesn't necessarily grow. It evolves. Um, but yeah, so the, the Shilajit gummies meet prop 65 specifications, which are the most strict for heavy metals in the entire world. So, um, people can feel good and confident again, that you're not getting any sort of additional heavy metals, toxins, or anything else that could affect hormones or Mm -hmm. imbalance us in any sort of a way that oftentimes we may not be thinking about. Like if you're including something that is maybe, um, a, a less, maybe a more generic or less quality sort of a product. Right. So it's just something to be like, very aware of. Like if you, like you're getting what you're paying for. So if you pay for something that's going to be like, Oh, I heard about Sheila G. I'm just going to buy this less expensive version. First of all, you're going to be licking an ashtray. Nobody wants to do that. <laughs> second of all, <laughs> second of all, super inconvenient. Third of all, it's a binder. So it can bind to whatever is around it. So it could be bringing in those heavy metals if it's not being properly tested. Um, so I think that's just great points to make. Um, and I think, yeah, I think we kind of like assume testosterone is just for males, but my te- my level, my labs showed me that, and she even mentioned, this is going to be something that's going to probably be impacting your energy levels. My testosterone is very low. So mm. I think this just I think we just don't know um, really how hormones work. Um, Just kind of like as a society, we think testosterone, we think man, um, but we also have testosterone as women. And I think also another thing is like just that general support of your body as a whole, like your body is not going to produce sex hormones when it's also producing stress hormones. Like that's not an optimal time to conceive. So if your body is under chronic stress, whether it's actual or perceived or environmental, like you're not going to be as fertile as possible because your, your body doesn't want to conceive under these stressful circumstances. A hundred percent. And, um, 
I, again, you, you, you said it perfectly. We always associate testosterone with men, estrogen with women, mm -hmm. and men can have estrogen dominance. Women can be low in testosterone. In addition to men being low, low in testosterone, it's going to affect our energy um, overall because in reality, we have all of these hormones and it's a matter of them all being in balance and working appropriately. Right. So, and, and this is where, um, I love, I love that you love harmony because it is also one of my favorites, but a non-negotiable for me with harmony is also green because it has the clinical dose of ashwagandha, which can help to support with stress. Because if you're not addressing stress and you're only trying to address the sex hormones, it's like you're, you're fighting an uphill battle, you know, like yeah. <laughs> you, you can't, you can't be not focusing on your adrenal glands, cortisol, and the stress hormones, and think that you can balance the the sex hormones um, without that. And I know that that probably feels like really annoying to a lot of people like, oh, we have to get stress under control. Because it's like, so sometimes you just feel like how I don't know how to, to help or support that. Like, I don't, you know, like, as much as you can try um with um different you know meditations or doing things that feel good and right for you um it it's difficult and it can be hard but there's other things that you can be including that just help to support you internally as well absolutely and before we dive into talking all about my bff <laughs> my practitioner also um recommended i'm taking um, ashwagandha, which we know is in the green juice also, which I also take the whole family. I can, I can't keep it. Like if I'm making it, they hear the frother. My kids are like, make me one too. It's like, I can't, there's, I just don't have anything to myself. Um, except for harmony. Like, no, this is for mom. Um, <laughs> but can you just like tell us a little bit about ashwagandha since you brought it up and it just like, that just hits a chord with me because it's something that I take every single day. Um, and I was taking it before with the green juice and now I just have that extra dose to just support the stress. I, my cortisol levels were actually completely shot, which is a sign of chronic stress exposure. Um, because I have just like no more cortisol left. Um, yeah. and so, yeah, I, I think I'm kind of getting out of that mindset of, of adopting I'm just type A. I'm just an anxious person as my identity because I think that kind of labeling on myself and my mental uh, verbiage to myself has kind of just, it's showed its face in my blood work. And I just like, I'm not gonna, I don't own that anymore. That's not me. That was just a season. And now I'm working to get out of that. Um, can we just talk about ashwagandha? What is that? I think people have heard of it. It's one of the very like popular adaptogens. And I think just more education on that would be helpful. Yeah. And, you know, that just feels like so relatable, everything that you were just saying. Um, and I think we do this often as women, as moms of like, well, this is, this is my responsibility that this, like, I just have to take on all of this. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, it just becomes, it, it become it, we get to a place where, um, we almost like break down or, yeah. you know, it, it, we can't continue to go on that way because 
I'm glad that you got a, you know, lab tests done because you were able to visually see, had you not had those lab tests done, you had just been like, this is, this is life. This is how I go. You know, this is what I do. Right. And I think that off, like, this is where I think it's so important for women to regularly get lab work done because that is like looking yourself in the mirror and just being like, this is the reality of it. And yeah. That can be the thing to really put fire under your ass to be like, I'm going to change or do something a little bit different. Um, and it's like no longer like, like taking care of yourself doesn't seem like that selfish anymore when you're like, oh my gosh, like if I'm not here to take care of my children because I'm sick or bedridden or have zero energy or will like, yeah what even, what's the point, you know? And it's like, I, I mean, I constantly say, Whoever said moms can't pour from an empty cup was obviously not a mom because moms do it all the time. Like, watch me, like, watch me pour from my empty cup. And also, where is that cup? Like, where did I put it? Um, it's like moms do it all the time, but it doesn't have to be that way. And it also feels like self-care has to be like this other thing on your list of to-do. Like, you need to take care of yourself, you need to love yourself, you need to do all this. But it's like it goes so much deeper than that. And I think for me, seeing my biology really like speak to me and tell me, Hey, we're really suffering in these different places. It's like, okay, I, well, I need to put myself higher on that priority list because my body is not functioning optimally. And how can I tell my kids to take care of themselves and to love their body? If I'm not doing that, you know, if I'm not doing that to its full potential, like kids are going to do what they see you do, not what they hear you say. monkey monkey see monkey do not monkey say monkey do so I think that doing this type of work for yourself and and really being proactive and paying for that premium product to take care of your premium self like it's going to pay off like you're gonna pay for your health one day whether it's preventative or whether it's you know a prescription at some point because you you have all these other symptoms and even then it's like we're treating the symptom. We're not really treating the root cause. Um, that's why I just think like what, you, what Organifi is doing and like just everything that you guys are doing in, in terms of like researching the best products and really figuring out chemistry wise, like how are these things impacting the body? I think is just, it's just, it's just earth shattering. It's, it, and it's done that for me. You know, I see my hormones are completely all over the place. I've been breastfeeding a pregnant for the last almost six years. Um, and I, I felt a shift even with my hormones being so low. Um, I, I literally had zero libido until mm-hmm. I started taking harmony. And even still, my hormones are still so low, but I know that this is helping me with what I do have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and breastfeeding and pregnancy is like such a hormonal roller coaster and tax on the body um, in so many ways. I mean, anybody that's been pregnant knows that, but I think that. I think that having more tools in your toolbox is only going to help. And I don't know what my question was to you. And I don't know. I, well, we, we both, <laughs> I, I probably distracted because I was, yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I really just, I couldn't agree with you more. And, um, you know, I'm going through my same struggles. I was, I, I'm an older first time mom. I have a two and a half year old. Um, and I had her at 39 and, um, you know, we have to remind ourselves as women, as moms, what amount of stress 
our body just goes through physically we're not even talking about the emotional aspect of like trying to navigate motherhood but like stress is not just emotional it is physical mm-hmm. um and being pregnant is a physical stress on the body and i don't want you know like oftentimes we associate stress with such a negative like connotation mm-hmm. and you know it doesn't have to be stress can be good or uh, bad, even though this is a, this can be a beautiful and happy time. It still is an adjustment and it's stress on the body. Physically going through labor is a stress on the body. It's a stress on the baby, like breastfeeding, you know, your, your hormones adjusting to be able to breastfeed all of the hormone shifts that you go through postpartum stress on the body. And it's no wonder that women feel so like, sometimes taxed because oftentimes we don't even have the ability or space to take the time because we're encouraged to bounce back in whatever way that that is not even just like bounce back body but bounce back to work bounce back to you know emotionally feeling the the way you were before you know bounce back to intimacy bounce back to to (laughs) going and get staying up late and going to parties and not leaving early it's like all the things. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is where, I mean, I think we started this, we started going down this rabbit hole because we were talking just about like ashwagandha and its benefits. Oh yeah. (laughs) That's what we were talking about. Ashwagandha. Oh my gosh. Take us back. Take us back. Loop us us back in, Elisa. Can you grab the reins here, please? (laughs) But this is, so with ashwagandha, that's, this is what it does. It's like, it's that additional support. It's, um, helps to balance cortisol levels. It's helped helps us, our bodies regulate stress. It helps our bodies handle stress. Um, another big one. So, uh, both magnesium and zinc become depleted when we are under a lot of stress. Um, so it's important to make sure, again, we were talking about minerals and not only are we starting with less, um, nutrient dense foods, these, these days, but Mm -hmm. then also there's so many things that can contribute also to mineral deficiencies. So by supporting our body with things like ashwagandha, which is an adaptogenic herb and in the green juice, there's a clinical dose, which is 600 milligrams. It can at least help your body to adapt and, and, um, regulate cortisol, which is the main hormone, the the main stress hormone when we, when we are under stress, because it's coming from so many different places you know, we already talked about like some of the physical or, I mean, emotional that like people always associate that with like either struggles at home or in relationships or things like that. There's also, um, stressors from, you know, again, not trying to create this place of like being, you know, scared of everything, but all of the toxic chemicals that in our, are are in our everyday products, um, cause stress on the body. Mm -hmm. Um, not, they not only, you know, disrupt hormones, but they're causing additional stress on the body. If we get injured, if we're over exercising, if we're under eating, those are all stressors on the body. Mm -hmm. So it can sometimes feel like, okay. Like if even if you feel like you have some stress somewhat under control, I'm always just like, yeah, I, I like, I, I love when, we are feeling emotionally stable, not stable, but feeling good or feeling full there, Mm -hmm. but also taking into consideration all these other stressors that we may not be considering or not, or, or necessarily, you know, 
calling out as being stressors. I think that's a great point because I feel like uh, I feel like we can be like, okay, we're doing all the right things. We're exercising the right amount. I'm doing meditation. I'm doing, you know, what I'm, you know, all these things. And you're like, why don't, why isn't that, you know, showing in, in how maybe I'm feeling or in my fertility or in my lab work. And it's like, there's just, it's not, I don't think it's a scary thing to talk about where all of these stressors are coming from. I think that if one little thing at a time, you can begin to start making these adjustments and just course correct, you know, like if all of these fragrances are impacting our hormonal health and our endocrine system and our detoxification systems, it's like, can you switch out the soap that you're using in your house? It's such an easy thing. Um, And it's like, it's just such an easy thing to do. And I don't think that it's overwhelming if you just take it one bite at a time. It doesn't have to be all at once. And it's like, as soon as you know better, try to do better um, because now you have that information. I don't think for me, it's like, I, I feel like I'm a wellness guinea pig. Like I will do all the things. Like if you say to rub dirt on your face and it's going to make you, you know, whatever, like I'll do it. Um, and so it's like, I'm just willing to try all those things. Um, maybe not like an ashtray, but close to it. Um, <laughs> so I think all of this stuff is like super helpful. Um, I know I'm like taking so much of your time, but I want to talk to, I want to speak to harmony a little bit more, a little bit deeper. Like what is in harmony that can support fertility. I I get the question all the time too. And just not just fertility, but like hormone health in general for women. Um, And the PMS was a big one because I was somebody that I would like, you'd know when my period was coming. And that's, um, you know, like uh, if everything's functioning optimally, you shouldn't really know when your period is coming. Like PMS is like this thing that we've just developed over time due to all of this um, assault on the body environmentally and, and stress-wise and, you know, whatever. Um, but I also get the question, like, can you take it when you're breastfeeding? And I've only taken it while I've been breastfeeding. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just like, you got to talk to your OB, which I'm sure that's probably what you're going to say, but, um, <laughs> is there anything that's like an herb or an ingredient that would maybe be like, this may impact that situation in a certain way. Anyways, we can dive into that, but I really want to know like all of the things that support the female hormones with harmony get into the nitty gritty. Yeah. Well, and you touched on a a subject that is near and dear to my heart, which is the, you know, like PMS or uh, PMS symptoms, whether it be Mm -hmm. cramps or bloating, um, mood swings, anxiety, depression, those things have become common and they've become accepted, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that's normal. And um, it can be a sign of imbalance mm-hmm. because so it's become so common because it's become so accepted of like, oh, well, this is what just this, this it's become, this is what, this is what to expect before your period. Mm-hmm. This is what happens before um, X, Y, or Z. And it, it's not it, it, like if when we're in balance, honestly, if we weren't tracking, we probably wouldn't even know that our period's coming. We wouldn't be necessarily notice. We wouldn't be having these intense cramps. I remember when I was younger um, in high school, there would be some girls that would have to um, take off of or, or or not come to school because their cramps were so bad. They were that. That was me. 
Oh, really? That was me. My, my now husband literally has carried me out of high school and put me in my truck so that I could drive home. I was on the floor in the locker room crying Mm -hmm. with pain. Like it was so bad. And I, I just thought that's just how periods were. I was like, this is what happens when you're on your period. It was so intense. So intense. Like I couldn't even walk. Wow. I didn't have, I mean, I didn't have cramps that bad, but I definitely went to the doctor for having cramps and guess Mm -hmm. what they did. What guess what their suggestion was probably the same thing that was suggested to me and that I ended up doing (laughs) going on birth control, birth control. Yeah. Yep. Same here. And that's what's it's so sad because I was put on birth control at 15, 15 years old. I think I was like 15 or 16 and I just, they, I think they just don't, um, I think they just don't know. I think doctors just don't know everything. And we like expect them to know everything. And it's like, if they're not specialized, like they just don't know it to the depth. And so they, they know they have this prescription that can impact this symptom, but they like, don't tell you all of the other things that this one thing, if you're fixing this one symptom or covering up and masking this one symptom, like what what that really could do to you long-term. And I was on it for years. And I, I mean, I was bleeding for like two weeks at a time Then I wouldn't, then I wouldn't have a period for a week or two. And then I would be bleeding again for two weeks. It was like, I was just, it was just, it was just so wild. Um, and that did stop. They thought it was maybe endometriosis and I never got treated for that. I never actually got tested for that or scanned or like anything. They just put me on birth control and I just didn't know I was a baby. And so I just did it. I get asked a lot about my morning routine. And to be honest, in this season of motherhood, a lot of it looks different every day besides what's in my morning cup of coffee. Harmony by Organifi is an adaptogenic mocha blend that I crave daily. It used to be a habit stack that's turned into something that I go to bed dreaming about. I've noticed such a difference since adding it into my morning routine. Harmony has a rich mocha flavor from a rare cacao packed with polyphenols and the bliss molecule to support the feeling of balance as well as maca to support energy levels and alertness. This antioxidant has been known to balance hormone levels and improve reproductive health. Chast tree berry and shatavari to promote vitality, hormone balance, and has even known to improve libido and decrease PMS symptoms. Personally, I have been pregnant or breastfeeding for the last five plus years. And after three and a half years of not having a period after my second, I was shocked when my cycle returned because I had literally zero PMS symptoms like cramps. And I owe that to Harmony. I was somebody that you could have caught on the ground right before my period was coming because I was having cramps that were taking me down there. This drink has helped me feel more like me again. In being in the women's health field, it feels very aligned to share my favorite adaptogenic blend made for women by women. Use my code TRUELOVE to snag a bag of Harmony at 20% off so that you can start feeling more like you again. Yeah. I, I mean, how can we know? At yeah. 15, and there, I mean, there's honestly women in their 30s and 40s that like, I mean, we just aren't, we had become educated on this stuff unless you're actually seeking it out let's mm-hmm. because you feel like something's not right and then you start looking into a little bit further but like general knowledge is not there about like we should un- be able to understand and know about what's happening within our cycles and know you know like how many 
younger girls are even understanding or or knowing like what's the window of you know like when you can actually get pregnant oh my gosh we have we're gonna have a whole nother episode just on this (laughs) the only thing you know about your period is that your that your cycle is that you have a period that's the only thing you know and that if you have sex you will get pregnant right and and also get an std and possibly die it's like that's just not there's just so much more to it like why is our period is literally a vital life sign now it tells you so much about your actual health and we've demonized it to the point of like any man can make fun of you for your period and like that's like this thing that should be ostracized versus like your period is like a really a vital life sign. And if you don't have one, that's a problem. Yeah. A hundred percent. And <laughs> just so crazy. Like, it is, it is so crazy. And yeah, most girls, you know, uh, turning into women, they're only understanding, okay, I bleed, you know, once a month. Right. When, I mean, I remember when I was younger, I lost my cycle for a little while and it was probably due to over-exercising, but I had no idea at the time. I just, honestly, like I would maybe tell a few friends and it seems actually kind of normal. Like a lot of my other friends had lost their cycle for a period of time too. And um, yeah, there just isn't quite this awareness. And it's funny that we can often like poke fun of the symptoms with that come of like PMS and like, oh, you know, you become this whole totally different person. Are you like, you, you become this demon before your, your period with PMS, with these mood swings and things like that. Um, but we're not actually, actually understanding what's going on, um, in the body. And it's almost became like, not taboo, but kind of hush hush. Like women weren't even talking about their cycles or it's not like something that would be talked about amongst other women very, very often. Or even mothers and daughters. Like it's just kind of like the same with birth too. Like it's just not something that was ever talked about in my house growing up. Like you got your period and then you had the talk and then it was like, and now you get to figure out how to use a tampon and it, it's yeah. like, it's like so crazy. And if, and if your back hurts, take Advil. Um, it's, it's just wild. I think the shift, that's one good thing about social media, I think is that if you didn't have the opportunity to have those discussions in your own home, those discussions are happening now in so many different places. And I think just, you know, it just gives you your power back, just knowing that it's like not supposed to be like this and that you can actually do something about it. And that there's actually more to this cycle that everybody demonized growing up that you don't even, like, I had no idea there was four phases to a cycle. Yeah, I was, I had no idea when you could get pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just had a period. Mine came every two weeks and lasted two weeks. And I ended up on the ground, you know, in cramps and crying and like all of this. And like, that's just what it was. And I, I didn't even really talk about it with my friends. Even it was like, it, like you said, it was just taboo and you just don't really talk about it. And I'm just so glad we're talking about it now. <laughs> I know. And I do think that things are shifting a bit too, which feels right. It feels good that, um, you know, women are talking more about how to even support different phases of your cycle and mm-hmm. whether that be through eating or exercising differently or, you know, stress management in different ways. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I'm 
I'm happy that things are starting to take a turn, especially because I have a daughter and she's two and a half. I know it's a long ways is away before. I mean, actually, I don't I don't think I, it will be a long ways away. I think I'm going to start to introduce and talk to her about you know, having a period being a beautiful thing, part of, uh, of being a woman and how it's a great sign of health. And I think I'll have that conversation a lot earlier than it happened with me. I think the first conversation within my family when I was younger was basically when I got my period, you know, same exactly. And like my kids, my, my daughter, she turned five in September and that might seem early for people, but like I don't know about you, but my kids are in the bathroom with me. Every time I leave the room, they're following me. So it's like, they see it all. And they're like, what is that for? I'm like, this is my period. Like, this is something that you're going to have one day too. And it's okay. And um, it's like, this is a tampon so that I don't bleed in my undies and blah, blah, blah. And all this stuff, you know? And um, and so now they're like, oh, mom, here's a tampon. Oh, mom, here's a pad. Like, oh, it's okay. Blah, blah, blah. Um, it's not this like thing that I have to keep hidden I think if it's just part of the conversation, like your kids are going to be more open with you. And if there's something wrong, they're going to tell you. Um, I think I was so embarrassed about anything that had to do with my vagina that it was like, I just wasn't talking about it and could barely talk to the, the OB, you know, that was supposed to be helping. I didn't know what questions to ask. And it was like, I went in there, you know, I think I don't even like think my mom was in there with me because she didn't have to be it was like the hippo or hippa laws you know hippo hippa hippo um and I just think I also like wanted to go in there by myself because I was just self-conscious of it and I just don't want that to be Mm -hmm. for my own I have two daughters too and it's like the conversations can just be a lot more open and just um just honest, you know, it's like, this is what is going to happen. Don't, you don't have to be scared. You don't have to be nervous. It's like, this is just what happens. And hopefully it's, hopefully it happens. Cause if it doesn't, that could be something else, you know? Um, so I think, um, I just, we keep doing this. I know. (laughs) Well, we went, we started talking about PMS because we're going to be talking about a little bit (laughs) with harmony and, um, I mean, honestly, I think one of the most common reasons for PMS is typically an inadequate production of progesterone or an unbalanced ratio of progesterone and estrogen. So having that balance for women is important for the regulation of ovulation and menstruation. So Um, Harmony was specifically formulated to have specific herbs that have been used throughout time in different, you know, Ayurvedic medicine that help to support women's health and balance hormones. And um, there are like five main, main ingredients for me, for me that I feel like are like the superstars. So that's going to be the, the cacao, um, the chast tree berry, the shatavari, the maca, and the stinging nettle. Um, there's also ginger, turmeric, coconut milk in there as well. But as far as balancing hormones, I guess um, the with the cacao, that is it's not necessarily going to be contributing to like the hormone balance, but. Um, the unique thing about cacao is it actually has a component. It's a neurotransmitter that's considered like the bliss molecule. So it can really help to just feel good in general. And let's be honest, it contri- it's it's going to be a better option than just having um, straight up cocoa in there or chocolate. So it has a yeah. lot of different health benefits, rich in different vitamins and minerals. 
but the the superstars in harmony um are going to be the chastri very the shatavari stinging nettle and maka um now with chastri i've taken this um separately so uh if women notice that they're having like a shorter shorter cycle chastri is something that you can add in even at a at like a higher probably dose um it can help to like elongate the 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 cycle but it's really great at helping to support healthy progesterone levels but making sure there's a healthy balance of estrogen and progesterone because we need to have that healthy ratio um so it's been really popular in different herbal remedies for different for PMS and cramps um because again once these things come in balance these symptoms of PMS are just an indicator that your body is out of balance. So the more these things become in balance, the less you're going to be feeling and whatever it is, like not all women are experiencing cramps. It might be acne. It might be, mm -hmm. um, the mood swings, maybe it's headaches. Maybe it's a combination of a lot of these different things, but they're more subtle. So, um, so Chastri is, is amazing. Shatavari also has been known as like a female rejuvenation herb, supports overall balance um, and, and um, can decrease PMS symptoms as well. And then stinging nettle. Did you take stinging nettle during um, pregnancy at all? I didn't. I started using Harmony once I had my second. And that's when I actually got started with, um, with Organifi. And I was breastfeeding. I was like very in the breastfeeding stage because she was very little and I was taking Harmony. So I don't know if there's something in there that I shouldn't have been taking, but I was taking it. I've been taking it every day since I started <laughs> with Organifi. So with Harmony, if if um, you discover that you're pregnant, you would want to stop taking it because you want like you want those hormones, you're, once you become pregnant, like those hormones aren't in balance and they shouldn't be, you, you mm -hmm. know, at that time. Um, but breastfeeding, and again, I, I can, I'm going to talk from personal experience. I can talk uh, coming from Organifi personal experience. I found it so helpful postpartum while yeah. I was breastfeeding and I breastfed up until just a few months ago, honestly, um, to help with balance. And again, I was taking it with green, both green and harmony were like my non-negotiables of the day. Um, and it just helped. I, I felt like it helped to balance things out a lot more. Yeah. Um, that's and, what I feel too. And I've been breastfeeding, like exclusively breastfeeding, no formula. It did not it personally it did not impact my supply, but also like peppermint doesn't impact my supply either. And I know that can be, some people are just more sensitive. So it's like, don't just do what I do. Like really yeah. like, think about your own body and talk to you, whoever, whoever your specialist is, because right. everybody is a little bit different. Yeah. And, and that's me talking from my own personal experience, mm -hmm. come from Organifi, definitely reach out to your practitioner. Right. Um, because again, people have different levels of what can impact them. It had no impact like it had no negative impact on my milk supply while breastfeeding. Yeah. Same. Um, um but yeah, definitely reach out to your practitioner. You can just bring in, bring in, um, harmony and, and mm -hmm. have them look over the ingredients and either give you the stamp of approval or so what just, the heck am I going to do if I get pregnant, then I have to stop taking harmony. I know. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to have to go with gold chocolate. I know it's not the same, but whoa, it is not the same, <laughs> not the same. No, what? <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> so as soon as I know I'm pregnant, I have to stop taking Harmony. I mean, yeah, I, well, yeah, I would say when you find okay. out that you're pregnant, yeah, um, stop taking it. I'm actually in the same boat, even though I am now, I am now 42. Um, and I know I'm of older age, but we are trying for number two and, you know, there could be some other contributing factors, um, my age that might be an additional hurdle, but I'm doing everything that I can right now to support my body. Um, and harmony, just like you, I, I can't go a day without it. Cause I feel like it helps and supports so much. I don't know what, I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so, okay. So you said, did I take stinging nettle when I was pregnant? Why did you say that? Red raspberry and stinging nettle are two different herbs. So harmony is not something that would be recommended during pre um, pregnancy, but my midwives had re recommended that I take red raspberry leaf and stinging nettle. And I was always drinking those two together as I was making a tea out of them. Um, okay. It's just like a flowering plant that's been used for ages and it's just rich in a lot of different vitamins and minerals and things of that nature. And um, for me, yeah, I just... I, I felt like it was, it was really, really helpful. Um, and then the last one in harmony is going to be, uh, maca, which just benefits female sexual health benefits for men too. And I know that, so harmony was specifically formulated for women. Um, it's not going to do any harm if, a, a man is taking it, you know, every once in a while, it's not something that they would need to be taking every day. Um, but I'm not going to share harmony with my husband. <laughs> I'm not telling him. He thinks like that's the off limits thing uh, in the cabinet. I'm just going to leave it like that. <laughs> I'm just going to say this is, only this is only for women. women. So <laughs> but anybody else that wants to share with their husband, they can. Right. <laughs> it's not me. <laughs> luckily actually my husband prefers gold chocolate he's tasted harmony but he likes gold chocolate and I'm like okay cool yeah <laughs> deal <laughs> um but maca has been shown to balance and re regulate estrogen so you know like I mentioned before um there can be estrogen dominance in men too but the thing is is in a lot of these different beauty care products that we have they have what's referred to as like estrogen mimickers um mm -hmm. so uh, it's, it's important to be able to detoxify, but again, the combination of all of these things are going to make sure that, uh, ratio of progesterone to estrogen is going to be completely imbalanced. And all of these, um, herbs and adaptogens just work beautifully well that, I mean, it's, we've seen testimonials from women that have helped with their PMS, um, helped with fertility, helped women, um, who are experiencing symptoms of menopause, which are going to be very similar. You know, again, another thing that's become so, um, common and accepted, like yeah. making, poking fun of women, having hot flashes and, mm -hmm. you know, sweating, <laughs> but it's right. not, nor it's not normal. And it's again, showing an indicator of imbalance. So this is something that can really be taken for women throughout different stages, um, mm -hmm. to promote that balance. Right. That's so helpful. There's obviously so many benefits and I'm just still in shock because now I have to figure out what the heck I'm going to drink. Um, <laughs> when I get pregnant, hopefully, 
Um, so we're just gonna have to come out with a harmony 2.0 for pregnancy. It's going to have like minus whatever herb can't be in there. What's the herb that isn't recommended for pregnancy? Well, I mean, honestly, all of the, the, the combination of all of these things, I mean, I would say definitely the chast tree berry and the shot of because okay. they're going to promote more of a balance in estrogen and progesterone and with pregnancy progesterone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. Um, is there anything else that you want to leave us with in terms of Organifi? Any other tips? So we know Harmony, take it with the green juice. I think the women's wellness bundle mm-hmm. has the green juice, right? Green juice, it's, Harmony, it's, the liver detox, and... I hope it has magnesium because magnesium's but maybe it doesn't. I, I well, was... you can do a bundle of three. You can do so if like, okay, so we're building a bundle. We're building yeah. a bundle of three for women's health, not pregnant. What are we getting? We're getting harmony. Harmony, green, and liver reset. If we were doing a bundle of three, I would definitely suggest those. Um oh shoot, but now we have Sheila Jeet. So Oh yeah. Okay. So <laughs> See, okay, I was, so the, the liver reset is a 15 day situation, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be changing that soon um, okay. to do 30 serve, but yeah, it would, you're, it's um, two capsules that you'd be taking and there's 30 capsules. So it's only 15 serving. So um, how yeah. do you recommend taking that? Because I did a full 15 days in a row and then I just didn't, I didn't take it again. I still have another reset, but I did one 15 day. And I have to say my labs reported that my liver is functioning at optimal capacity. So awesome. that's like, it was like, I was, I was okay. We're I'm detoxing. Well, I've done the liver reset, like within the last couple months. Um, so like, I don't know how often do you need to do that? Well, so for me personally, I'll kind of give you my routine. So in the morning, um, basically to allow myself to have coffee, I have my, I have to finish my green juice because that's kind of my, like, you know, habit stacking in order to get to my coffee, in order to unlock my coffee. I have, right? To no, I love that. Yeah. We do my all the habit stacking. Yeah. <laughs> so I start with my green juice. I finish that. And then for people who are like coffee purists, like they just need to close their ears or stop listening right now, because for me, I just doll up my coffee. Um, uh, I, I, I'm a cold draw, a coffee drinker. So I'll usually have like some organic cold brew. And then I actually take the two liver capsules and I just put them in my coffee because I don't notice a taste. But again, if you're a coffee purist, you're probably going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, yeah. <laughs> great. Um, then I put our, our collagen in there and mm-hmm. I put harmony in there. Yeah. Um, and, uh, do I put anything else in there? Um, no, okay, that's so, it. So I love this. I do the harmony and the collagen in my coffee every single morning too. Yeah. I love well, that. I'd be curious, to, um, when you get the liver capsules again, open them up and just dump them in there because my thing is I hate taking a bunch of different capsules and I'm taking capsules for other things Yeah. that anything I can sneak in in a different way, I'll put in my coffee. So I'll, um, I break the capsules open, put them in there. So I'll be curious if you try that, Yeah. you know, it's a difference. And with the liver reset, um, that can just be ongoing. It doesn't, it's not necessarily like 
a dosage that would be like, okay, you only take it for 15 days as a detox and that's it. It's, it's, I, especially for women, um, because we have to make sure that our, our liver is, you know, functioning optimally in order to make sure that we're not recirculating different hormones as well. So they can help Mm -hmm. to detox like um, so I'm, I'm just taking that on a daily basis and I, Got it. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if you, no big deal, if you like kind of like cycle through it or you go through a bottle and then you don't, and then you start it up. But for just my personal preference, I do it on a daily basis. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So then if you were doing a bundle of three, we'd go harmony, green juice, and then the liver, do you, Either- the liver- that or she legit yeah yeah okay awesome yeah so when you do a bundle of three you get 10% off and if you add my code true love you save an additional 20% off so it comes out to a lot of savings um and a lot of goodness in your in your cup um and then I have two questions that I ask everybody that comes on the podcast so I would love to know what advice would you give to yourself as a new mom with the perspective and the experience that you have now Um, I would definitely say, um, accept the help, let people, um, let people take care of you, you know, um, especially as a, as a a new mom navigating all the shifts in your body, all the shifts that you're feeling emotionally. Um, if you have people in your circle that you love and trust that are offering help, don't be afraid to take it. And for as long as they're offering it, because it certainly takes a long time for us to adjust. So mm-hmm. it doesn't have to just be like, oh, well, you know, like the baby's like a month old or something. Like I, I should be getting my shit back together or whatever it might <laughs> be. Um, so yeah, I would say that would be my, my number one piece of advice. Accept the help. And also yeah. just like ask. Just like tell people what you want them to do. I feel like moms feel like they have to entertain or they like want people to come over to like see them and like also not hold the baby, you know, just like, can you do something else? Like I'll hold the baby. Can you like do fold the laundry or like do the dishes, you know? Yeah, definitely Um, give the direction because everyone wants to, everyone, yeah, wants to shower and hold you and shower essentially the baby. But even if you're not ready to like, let other people hold the baby, like just let, there's other things that they can do. There's so so many things that people can help out with. So many things. Um, (laughs) my last question is what is your go-to mantra to get you through hard times, hard seasons? And a mantra is like a mantra, but mom style. I love it. I love it. (laughs) Um, I would say to cherish it all, especially in the hard moments, because there's always going to be times whether, um, you know, like in the heat of the moment, like you're seeing all the handprints on the window or, you know, you're picking up, um, after the, however many, like 10th different potty accident that they've had. And it's just like, oh gosh, but there is going to be a time that you miss that. There's going to be a time that you miss their little head peeking through the door when you're trying to go to the bathroom. Or like for me, my daughter will not let me 
like just shower in peace. She has yeah, to no. like start like, you know, Absolutely. like adding up the shower curtain. Yeah. And sometimes I'm just like, can I have a minute? You know, can I just shower in peace? And then I just have to think to myself, like, there's going to be a time where she's older and she's away from the house. And I'm going to just wish that she was like batting on the shower curtain. So you're going to make, okay. Like you're going to make me cry. Seriously. I know my, my two-year-old, she like has to come into the shower, come into the bathroom. And she's like, I'm just going to sit here and watch. And she'll just sit on the stool and just wait for me. She'll just like, I'm going to just sit right here. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> so cute. They just like love you so much, you know, and it's like one day they're not going to be there and you're going to wish somebody was screaming mama at the, at the bathroom door. Um, mm. And it's just, it's like, it's like, it's not this, I don't know, like older mom that's like telling you to enjoy every single second because it goes so fast and you're like oh my god it's so hard but it does go so fast yeah and it is hard but you're gonna miss it it's like so so multiple feelings at the same time like in the same moment but it's just like that's motherhood yeah for sure I mean even in the middle of night my daughter I can count on one hand how many times she's actually slept through the night and she's a you know two and a half approaching three and that's rough, you know, but yeah. again, like I have to remind myself in those times that I'm like waking up, she just wants a hug. And I'm just like, yeah. oh, that is so, you know, like why, why would I get annoyed by that? I yeah. know that it's interrupting my sleep, but all she needs is like that love and that protection. Yeah. And there'll be a time that she doesn't need that level or like, isn't going to be dependent on that sort of love and, and protection. I mean, she'll always need my love, but you know, like, no, totally. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, we're going to miss it. We're going to wish we could come back. That's what I tell myself. I'm like, if I just, anytime that I'm having like a really hard time, I'm like, okay, just imagine that you're actually 90 years old and coming back to visit this one day and you get one day to be in this moment with them at this age. Like, how would you respond differently? Like, how would you spend your time and it's not always easy because you know running a business and working and doing all the things um but it's it can just kind of like snap you out of like whatever whatever rough feeling you may be feeling in that moment it may come back in a couple of minutes but it's just like how can I respond differently you know um, it normally does come back in a few minutes <laughs> yeah I it just it's not it's fleeting but it's still it's nice <laughs> uh, that was that was me going all fortune cookie on you but um Elisa thank you so much for meeting with me today and just talking about all the things women's health and Organifi and Harmony and all the things super excited about the She Legit gummies um and I'm so glad I never had to look an ashtray and that you guys were my first experience um with She Legit and just Thank you so much for everything you do, not just for Organifi, but all the all the people that are benefiting from your your part in the research and development of these amazing products that are just so good for you. Um, and yeah, just thank you so much. I've loved this conversation. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. It was so fun to be here. Honestly, this was one of the greatest conversations I've had in a while. Just mom oh to gosh. mom. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Daily Mom Trip Podcast. If you did, be sure to subscribe. Also, before you go, I would love you forever if you could rate and review this podcast, share with a mom friend or on social media, and be sure to tag me at Move with True Love and at Daily Mom Trip Pod on Instagram. Again, thank you so much for listening, and I will see you soon.